Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light-Fingered Thief. And I'm joined here by Logar. Hello. I am Logar the Barbarian. Are you Logar the Barbarian? Logar I the am, Librarian? No, I am definitely Logar the Barbarian. <laughs> and and let me tell you why I'm Logar the Barbarian. Because you're Light, the Light-Fingered Thief. That is correct. And if you haven't noticed listening to this, we kind of took on... Uh, our game characters <laughs> names right. and personas for the for the podcast and my character logar the barbarian is four astonishing swordsmen and sorcerers of hyperborea which is now renamed hyperborea in the third edition correct yes and we have been playing that campaign we're coming up on year it's about hit year three it's about three years old now that and, and you actually like you're the one who runs it <laughs> yes, we'll be hitting it in the, I think on Thanksgiving, we'll be hitting year three. It's been a very uh, fun game because I think Logo and I first encountered it when we picked it up on a Humble Bundle or something like that. And we both read through it and we said, hey, it might be fun for us to start a campaign. I got a sad story that my first encounter of it wasn't the Humble Bundle. That's when I first got a copy of it. My first encounter with it was at Gateway Games, which last night, was What's it last, last night or the night before? I, I, I actually, night, yeah. Friday night, which I don't know. It, it'll probably be a month ago by the time this airs because we record ahead of time. So but August 26th. <laughs> August 26th, I went up to Gateway Games and that was their last night open. Uh, I grabbed, a, I, I was able to get a bunch of really cool stuff. Some stuff from, um, let's see, I got some stuff from Jason Vay. I got some stuff from uh, Mud Puppy Games. I got some cool little zines. I got some stuff from Eric Bloat. All kinds of cool folks. A lot of folks we've talked to here that I was excited to see because Gateway Games always had that kind of stuff on their shelves, it seemed. And I was excited. But when I first walked in there, the first time I saw it was at Gateway Games and Todd exposed me to it. It's like, this is like first edition without all the Tolkien is the way he described it to me. I was like, that's cool. Right. But to, no elves, <laughs> no dwarves, <laughs> no halflings, no hobbits. And then you went ahead. They had a they had a package on on the north. Is it Northwinds? Jeffrey yeah. Tillanian does the Jeffrey Tillanian does the games. It was off of his Northwind Adventures. Yeah, Northwind Adventures site, and you purchased like a whole package that had the third edition book, which is or second edition book, second edition which is book gorgeous. Yeah. And they had a paperback uh, player's guide that had that the stuff for the just the player in it, which the package had like what was it, like four of those in a GM. It was screen. like four or five player books, uh, GM screen, and then I made some character sheets or something like that. I forget now. Yeah, it, 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 I think it. I think it did give you nice printed character sheets or something like that. I got a nice printed character sheet here for me, but I want to talk about. Hyperborea, now that I got it in the mail, and it's been here for probably over a month I've had it, and I haven't had a chance to talk about it, and it's our regular Wednesday night game, so we need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we've been playing for so long, we might as well talk about the new edition. So the new edition, the one you has, has a player's guide and a separate Game Master Referee guide. Yes, there are two different books now. Instead, The second edition was one giant book with all of it in book. it. Yeah. Which is the one I have here. <laughs> oh, it keeps on blurring out. You gotta get rid of the blur back. Uh, but if you I'm gonna try to post a YouTube video of this so you can see as we hold these up. The also the uh the first edition is one I have was a box set, it came in spiral bound books. Every edition of this game, just as somebody who is like obsessed with books, every edition of this game has been beautiful. The craftsmanship, the art. 
everything about it. It's a well put together book. It's got some attention to detail and it's got a good aesthetic. Yep. I'm waiting for my leather bound copy, limited edition ones to come in. So that should be here hopefully in October. So yeah, you you are waiting on those. So the in the in the third edition release of Hyperborea, it's no longer astonishing swordsmen and sorcerers of Hyperborea, which I'm a little sad about. <laughs> it's okay. It's a shorter name instead of going A-S-S-S-H. You just go Hyperborea. <laughs> which, is what, which is what we call it <laughs> normally. Ash. Ash. <laughs> Ash. And so the two are nice, sturdy, hardback books. Like like the nice binding and everything they got. Each one has two different uh, bookmark, like little ribbons sewn ribbons, into the binding. And then yeah. it's Smithstone. Um, beautiful. Binding. That's awesome. And here's the thing. What I really appreciate about this, the, this is first edition AD&D rule set, essentially. It's the Osric rules done and presented in a slightly different way. It's got different classes. There's no race but human race in it. Well, and then within the human races, obviously, you can play an Amazonian, a Pict, a Celt, a Hyperborean, yeah. for example. But the, all the races are human. There's no elves, no dwarves, no hobbits, like we said earlier. Yeah, it's more of a cultural slant than anything else. And I, I love the, the art is gorgeous in the front. And what's really cool, since it is Osric AD&D, is compatible with all your old AD&D stuff, a lot of your old school. You could use your Swords and Wizards or your OSE stuff with it if you want. Or you could use your old AD&D stuff with it. And the side of the binding of the third edition has that yellowish orange that fits right in line on the bookshelf with my old AD&D yellow oh, binding. Oh, that's books. nice. That's a, that's a nice, <laughs> nice design feature. It matches right up with the orange binding for all the old school 1E books. And yeah. we've certainly played modules from Swords and Wizardry, from DCC, from I'm trying to think what other ones we played. We've done Castles the, and Crusades modules for it. As we've well. done, uh, yeah, we've done, we've done the CNC modules. So all the. OSR style game modules fit, you know, Hyperborea very, very easily. It's nice. The two books have everything you need to play. Uh, it was one book, but it has everything, and it was a massive tome. So if you got the second yeah. edition book, it's beautiful. <laughs> but you know, flipping through it during game is tricky because you know it's such a large book when you're flipping through like either monsters or spells. So I'm glad that they're going to be breaking up into two books. Yeah, it's nice as two books. It's useful. I love. I, I love that. I'm. I'm super thrilled to have each edition. The only thing I think I want that I don't have is I'd love a spare player's guide for a couple of the editions because I've got the player's guide that came in the original box with the spiral bound, and I've seen individual ones for sale. I'd love to snag a second one, and I wouldn't mind having a second player's guide for the third edition as well. Those would be nice things to try to pick up. <laughs> well, sure, for the game table and such, which is why. When we started our initial game with second edition, I went and bought the, uh, you know, whatever, four or six pack of player's guide so we could get, yes. get one for everybody. <laughs> and what's cool about it is that first edition, second edition, third edition, if you have them all at the table rolling up characters, you're not going to have a problem. It's not one of those things like D&D or one of these other companies where they put out different rule sets. They add some character classes as editions go on. There may be some clearing ups, but it's all pretty much still the AD&D system. All your characters you make from either of the editions that have been printed out are going to work for the game it seems yeah everything is backwards compatible so you don't have to worry about your edition that you've bought obsoleting previous ones so everything's backwards compatible obviously the formatting and editing updates in the new version are a lot nicer like uh, logard said they cleaned up quite a bit on the uh, editing and the information. And I think they have index in the back now, which is nice. Yeah, they didn't have that before. The, the art in it, some of it, it's got beautiful colored art. 
full-page spreads, just like the old – like it's a lot more like an older game book that I'm familiar with because it's just black and white with lots of black and white art and then full-color spreads that are beautiful, sturdy, well-put-together book. And the, the amount of information in there is amazing. And it's got it's got a difference between A, D, and D and this. The biggest difference is setting wise, it goes away from the Tolkien type stuff and it leads into sword and sorcery type Conan style stuff. So it's a bit different of a feel and flavor than playing the regular AD&D or D&D games in that respect. So most of the uh, baddies that you encounter will probably be... Uh batty humans <laughs> yeah and we've run into some animals and some monsters and undead and things like that it's very much in line with that style and that flair of older fantasy novels more so it gets into a lot of weird fantasy where you're running into ancient relics of technology as well and things like that in some of the adventures that are out there and some of the official adventures that are out there that we've run and played yeah, I think you guys picked up like a Amazonian flying skiff. <laughs> yeah, we had fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost it though because we managed to. Uh, at the end of an episode, uh, we somebody one of the fellow worker Nick decided to cast planar shift. So we found ourselves in a very different situation than we were prior to that. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you guys will be able to find your skiff again, but again with the weird fantasy, weird science type of games. Obviously the possibilities are very broad and where you can end up playing even so, though it's you know humans only from a race standpoint but there's a lot of options from the character setting standpoint yeah there's a lot of options for this yeah it, it, and if you like if you like a vast array of options for characters that are unique and different for it being an ad and d game it's got a lot and it's got some interesting stuff and some cool characters that you can roll up and i logar the barbarian when i rolled up that character and we picked this game up. I was reading some Robert Howard, uh, old Conan stories. And the only thing I want to do is like, man, I really want to play Conan. <laughs> and you have played Conan. <laughs> and I turned, well, at first, Logar had like full plate armor. And in recent adventures, I've I've shed that. And I've gone down to the loincloth and, and bastard sword and a buckler shield. So I look more Conan-y now when I'm playing. I'm kind of happy with that. Well, <laughs> to be fair, the, some of the armor that you picked up early on was cursed and you couldn't take it off. So <laughs> Yeah, we had problems. I put on cursed armor and was worshipping Dagon. So Logar would be standing there. Hail Krom, hail Dagon, hail Dagon. <laughs> but once you're able to shed that armor, you've gotten back to the classic, you know, like you said, one color, one cloth buckler and sword <laughs> yeah I'm, i like i like him being very and now he's got bracers on too like his his hands and, and arms so he's also got that which just makes him cool i need just i need to sketch him up <laughs> did you get, did you pick up the braces of giant strength or whatever the last yes game? i did yes so, I so, did. So, so you were the one that held on to it then and i wasn't sure it was you or someone else yeah and i've been thrilled because we're pushing three years and logar's like Constitution and strength should be as high thing, but I think my highest ability score was like a 15 and anything because the way we rolled up, we didn't roll up really high. But suddenly I've got an 18 strength, so Logar's super strong now as a, as a barbarian, so I'm excited. Yep, should be some fun adventuring moving forward. I've been wanting that for a minute. But, you know, with the third edition coming out, you know, I think hopefully we'll be able to get more players across the board to try the game out. Uh, game mechanics, again, very similar to the Osric and first edition as Logar mentioned, so very easy to pick up for folks. We need to get Jeffrey Tolanian on here to talk about this game. 
We should. With, with the game group, because we've been playing it for a while, and, and I think that that might be happening. I think someone we, we've reached out, and hopefully we'll be making that happen, because I really am excited to talk to him about this game, because I love it. It's a one of the greatest role-playing games out there right now, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a lot of fun, and there's a lot of flexibility in the game, just because, you know, it's based off of the first edition AD&D and such, so, you know, we've customized it a little bit for our gaming group in terms of our style and taste. I would love to talk about some of that because there's a lot of here in the book that we don't do that I'm really attracted to rule wise. <laughs> yeah, and we can just let me know because, you know, I'd they love to a, shift there. <laughs> they have a lot of expanded combat rules and ex- expanded uh, abilities that we currently don't do for everyone just because it adds a little bit of complexity to the game. I mean, there's some crunch, just like uh, it, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking sure. for something like Cairn, where it's really rules light, this is not the game you're looking for. If you're looking for a little bit of crunch, like 5th edition, this might be more up your alley. Uh, It's got more options and a little more crunch, but it's also got an extremely old school feel to the way it runs. I think it runs easier on combat because it is descending, and I'm never looking at the armor classes. As Dungeon Master, Light is the one who kind of determines that and tells us to roll, and we don't know what we have to roll most of the time because of the way it's set up that way. A lot of people find that descending armor class confusing, but when you have the dungeon master running the descending armor class, which it gets pretty easy to run if you're used to it from my past experiences of running descending armor class, it's kind of neat and you it's and hitting in combat is a little more of a mystery. Less I have to roll an 18, I have to roll, you know. No, it depends it on your level and the armor class of the monster. So I have a cheat sheet table that tells me what the success roll is, but Obviously, I don't tell the players. I just tell them the rope. <laughs> yeah, and it's not going to be the same for me as it is for other players. So just Correct. because someone else hits or misses doesn't mean I know what I have to roll to hit or miss. And that's how that old descending armor class works. And it makes it a little more of a mystery, a little less mechanical, a little – it feels a little less mechanical. It feels a little less like you've got – you know what you have to do to defeat this monster – it still leaves some uncertainty and doubt in there when you're going into combat. You have a little less info on the monster as a player. <laughs> and it's always interesting because a lot of times, you know, they were like, I wrote a 16 and I'd be like, yeah, that doesn't hit. And then everyone around the table goes, oh my gosh, what did we just, <laughs> what did we just run into? Yeah, it's it's a great game. I, 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 I want to, hey, I'm going to put something out there. I'm going to put a seed into your little, into your head for a minute. Since we did planar shift and we've gone to a couple where we just entered a new plane again and we seem to do a slight planar campaign, how would you feel or what would you think if maybe the other players took turns running an adventure for a few weeks of the Hyperborea group through different planes and then turned it back over to you wherever you take it from there? I think that might be an interesting thing to try out with it. Yeah, I'm... (laughs) I'm certainly open to it. Um, you know, I have one adventure coming up right now where obviously you've done a planar shift again, so we can certainly talk to folks because um, I've had ideas in terms of taking the adventure to, to different places, you know, whatever. Before we were doing a very Aztecian style adventure until we got planar shifted into, you know, something totally wild and wacky. But, you know, I have Arctic adventures that we want, wanted to do as well as other ones, so... We can see where, where where people take it with the campaign and players that we have. I think it would be cool to, to just kind of have every have a few of us like talk to fellow worker Nick, talk to Len from Miami, uh, talk to 
cold Jake and and uh, Baracha and see if anybody's interested in, oh, I'm going to do one ad adventure for a couple of weeks in from this module or this setting with it. I know I've got some AD&D stuff or AD&D old school stuff that I would be like, oh, maybe I should brace this out and see how the characters do and then uh, see where we go from there. Pass it back on. I like the idea. I think it would be an interesting take on it and uh, keep this campaign going. I'd like to reach the five-year mark with this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can. I think we can. So, yeah, let me go post something to our group, and we'll see, because uh, I have I have a couple of mechanics that I've been toying with that we can do. So you remember that module, the uh, Death Roach Princess from Frog God or Necromancer? Yes, I do. Yes. So I, I almost ported that one over so that we could start a planar campaign, so we can always use that as the entry point. That would be cool. I haven't read it. I've... I, I've got a copy of it. I won't read through it, but I would love to play through that one. That that one was written by Matt Finch, and I think that he's gone over just to Myth Mirror Games now. I'm excited. Right. I think there's a sequel to it, or that's a sequel to another one. It might have been Turns Well. It was it uh, Turns Well was, I forget, the prequel to it, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that might be it. I think that might be it. I think I think we're definitely at time. So I I just wanted to I figured this episode since we play Hyperborea as our regular game pretty much for almost three years now approaching. Hey, let's talk about our Hyperborea game. I got the new books. <laughs> right, got the new books. So hopefully we can get hold of uh, Jeffrey Tillanian here in the future and have him on the show. I would love this. See, I make that happen. We're gonna try. We're gonna try, Jeffrey. If you're listening, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're um, busy. Give us a holler. <laughs> and also. Uh, if you want to know more about Hyperborea, you can scroll back to our past catalog. We had like a two-parter of two half-hour episodes, I believe it was, where we had the whole most of the group on there to talk about our game. You can listen to that. We go into more detail and discuss Astonishing Swordsman, a Sorcerer of Hyperborea, which is just Hyperborea. Yes. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. There's Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHailCrom. We're on Patreon. We can use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll them high.